in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, uh, please feel free uh, and please do hit the subscribe button. Uh, it won't cost you a penny. If you want to send us some money, use Patreon or PayPal. Um, keep the comments coming and uh, above all, keep us in your prayers. Uh, I'm going to return in this video to an issue that I have addressed before a few times, and I'm not saying I addressed it perfectly. Obviously, I didn't because I'm returning to it. But then it is a pretty, it's, a, it's very topical and it's very complex. And it's the whole issue of the kind of um, tribalizing that I see going on in the church. It's not unhealthy in itself right it's not unhealthy and it could become extremely productive and healthy probably has already but it's very dangerous now i'm, I'm not making this video to condemn anybody or to criticize anybody i'm making it more like a good lifeguard trying to point out where the currents are the riptides all the rest of it I think that's not a bad comparison, yeah? And I mean this whole issue around the liturgy, which of course is central in the church, the sacred liturgy. And I suppose I'm hearing traditional Catholics saying, you know, we love the old mass for its beauty, for its silences, for the great sense of holiness and the sacred that we that that we find in it and i can see why you said that like i said that straight out i can see why you would say that i need to say this to some of the young catholics because this is a classic problem is that some of us 40 years ago saw why you would say that but we found a way to make a corner for ourselves in the church as it was not as we would like it to be Right? I just think Pope St. John Paul soldiered for what? Some 30 years? In a church that was the church. Not as he would have liked it to be, but it was God's church. Some of it was as he would have liked it to be. Now I found my vocation under that great Pope. I was educated under him. I met him briefly a few times. Uh, occasions that were far more memorable for me than I'd say they were for him. He's a major figure in my life and you can't talk about John Paul without talking about Cardinal Ratzinger, later Benedict XVI, who was at his side right through it. So that's, the, those two are a major force in church history. Both of them at the council that is now so despised by many of our young radicals. Now, now, what I'm saying to these exceptional young Catholics, and, and it's not that you're not precious and we don't love you, because you are and we do, but what I'm saying to you is, for God's sake, please, let's not go ISIS on this. Okay? Please, please don't do that. That is a classic temptation of the devil. Now, I hear, which it saddens me terribly to hear, I, I hear quite subtly sometimes, you know, I love the old mass for its beauty. I don't mind the new mass, but I love the old mass for its beauty. Both of them are the mass. Okay. 
both of them aren't the math. You know, you, you, you might have, I don't know, two sisters or, if you're a woman, two brothers, right? And one of them might be more beautiful or handsomer than the other. But it doesn't mean you love them less unless, I mean, if you do, for that reason and no other, I honestly, I think you, you have a bit of growing up to do, a bit of maturing. Okay? Of course you're going to love them equally. Is the old mass more beautiful? All right, it's an interesting discussion and I'm not going to get into it technically here. I'm not even qualified to do it, although I could do it a little more technically than I'm doing. It's an interesting discussion. I, I think probably you have a point in the sense of the alignment of priest and people and the fact that the architecture of so many splendid old Catholic churches clearly uh, imp- assumed and implied the old liturgy. The entire building was directed towards the high altar. I, I think there was probably more more of the drama, the silences, all the rest of it. Absolutely. There are many points of clear superiority in my view. Many points. But they're both the mass. Now, I, I have to say this, because I think some of you are very quick to be harsh on the likes of me. But I would just point out to you, okay, that we've been battering along all this time. And I'm not, I'm far from perfect priest. I'm a very flawed priest. We've been battering along all of this time. And this is very human. You know, the young are impatient with the, with the, with the older, the old, let's name it, the old. Okay, it's very human, it's classic, but it's also, I'm afraid, a bit of a cliché. Now, do you want this discussion to just to generate into a monumental cliché that everyone can see except the ones who are most intensely involved in it? I don't think you do. And, and you're incredible people, most of you young, many of you young, and I, I really don't want all of your creativity and your energy to degenerate into that into such a cliched quarrel. I want, you to, I want you to love the whole church. And I want you, if you're going to Mass in the old rite, fair play to you, that's good. I want you to occasionally go to Mass in the, in the Novus Ordo. And I want you to encourage the priest to say it better. Because I would just point out that it has often been said very badly. And, and you can't entirely judge it by that. Remember Luther's, I think it was Luther's famous dismissive criticism of the priests in St. Peter's. And they were apparently notorious in St. Peter's for their slovenliness. The filthy torn vestments, uh, the slovenliness of the priests. And he describes them as gabbling the mass. I think I'm right on that, you can check it. There they were gabbling the Mass. And there is no doubt that, as one Irish bishop said to me a few years ago, we tend to compare the best of the past with the worst of the present. You know? The Novus Ordo has often been celebrated badly, but the Old Rite was often celebrated badly. And the Latin was often a cover under which the priest would race through the Mass. Okay, I, I, I really... Oh, for God's sake, the last thing we want to do is, is, is lose you and for you to turn your backs on us, okay? And go off to the... Uh, <laughs> go off to one of these breakaway groups. I mean, you know, when I was... When I was young, you know, 
a lot of people were sort of socialist and then you had the communists and then you had those who broke away from the communists. They were the communists or they were the tougher communists. They were the communist bracket Marxist Leninist. And then you had the Trotskyists and then you had shortened but to the Trots. And, and then you had uh, all the Maoists and then you had the Shining Path lunatics in Peru. And I mean, please do not do that to our beautiful religion. Okay, don't just keep going into these splits and groups and... It's so cliched. It's all been done. It's all been done. Don't do it. I would say to you that the mark of a Catholic is, is that they have a sense and of and a love for the whole of the church and they're trying to keep God's marvellous family together. Is that an excuse for tolerating um, bad liturgy? No. Is it an excuse for tolerating heresy? No. But it's not an excuse for tolerating schism either. And I say that to people on both sides because of that nonsense that's going on in Germany, that scandalous carry-on that's going on in Germany at the moment. Absolutely scandalous behaviour that's going on. And which partly, in my view, is the result of too much money for too long. If they had less money, that they would have had less time to to try to become, as as Pope Francis caustically said lately, another version, another evangelical church. When Germany already had one that was that was that was, you know that was fine at what it did. What's going, what's going on in Germany, I'd say straight out, is, is absolutely scandalous. What's going on in some aspects of the, of the traditional movement in the church is pretty scandalous. Is it true that some priests, for example, are actually reconfirming our children? They, I, I'm sorry, but like that kind of carry-on is just not on. That's what has us where we are, and it's just not on. Love the scriptures, love the Pope, love our mother, the church. Love the church and set your face into the tough, hard business of holding an enormous, fractious, quarrelling flock together. There's the real Catholic with a capital C. The one who gets his or her hands dirty on the whole thing. Treads, toodle down the road and go into a charismatic mass. Now you do it, and you grip the two sides of the seat, and you just keep offering it up for the holy souls. Okay? Liberals, whatever, get yourselves to a mass. Get yourselves to, 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 to one, of the, one of the masses in the old rite, and drink in that classic beauty. Okay? And for goodness sake, could we not just concern ourselves with an orthodox faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and a trust in his holy church and we go on fighting gloriously into the future but together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen Amen